right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. Episode 4-1. We back. Live from the grave. Yeah, Reese uh, is on your... I mean, where are we at, do you think? If you, if you were a cat and you had nine lives, what are you at right now? Like four? You mean left or gone? Yeah, left. How many do you have left? I might be on half of one right now. Like, that shit <laughs> might, like, like thinking, thinking of... That's actually a really interesting question because thinking about the amount of times where death was more certain than not certain that I've been in, that is... I think I'm over nine. I have to be over nine. I think I have five just before I even turned 16. It's I mean, statistically probably true. And I'm 30. So like right. the other half of my life, less than four seems a little low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like I've probably known you where some of those have been real. 100%. 100%. You took a trip to Alabama. Oh my gosh. Oh, that, that's one. For every, for everybody that if you don't hear from me in two days, come get me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, I think that uh, 41 is an odd ass number. And I realized that before I even looked into who I was going to pick off the top, I knew about two different, or no, it's not two, probably three different 41s. And they all are just like old man swag 41s. I was like, okay. I think there were a couple that I th- thought of as well that, were only because of like local sports allegiances where I just mm-hmm. remembered them. Like, like this isn't my person, but I was thinking of like James Posey. Hey, if you want to, which, like, which, 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 Hey, Hey, I love me James Posey. But I was like, if, if that's where I had to land on of everything, <laughs> that's a 41 in sports, no offense to James, but that's a step down from some of the previous numbers we've had. <laughs> that's that. Listen, if you want to win a ring, put James on your team. All right. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, I, I, I used I, to mimic his shot all the time back in 08. And he's one of the first NBA players I remember who openly rocked a mouthpiece. Like, I remember, like, is that a mouthpiece? Like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, okay, that's a mouthpiece. <laughs> there's a lot of people that could have used them, too. Dude, he, and he used to rock, like, the football mouthpiece. It looked like he should have, like, a strap attached to it. I was like, what is he a mouthpiece? <laughs> he's got that UFC mouthpiece that just yeah. doesn't come out of your teeth. Like, you no, have to pop like, it out. <laughs> yeah, you got to – like, your coach got to take it out. <laughs> yeah, cut, man. <laughs> Hey man, can you pull this mouthpiece out, James? I'm I'm the massage therapist, I know, but let's help the Yeah, so I think his name is Brian Ching. I think was the the trainer at the time, so he he would have been the one in charge of that. So I'm gonna go with one of my favorite uh, black athletes of the last mm. um, no, last German 20, 2025 years. I would say twenty twenty five. Not ever. Not ever. He's not that great to be ever. Um, but before I give you mine, I'm gonna guess yours. You said. I yeah. think would you go with one who had sex with a politician when he was in college. No, I didn't. I didn't go with a a, a singular person. That's my, that's my hint. So my my guess was Glenn Rice for you because you know he had sex with Sarah Palin when he was still at Michigan. So shout out to, yeah. to Glenn. Shout, Rice. shout out to Glenn, but no, it was not Glenn Rice. So the reason why I picked this specific person is because um, I realized just how black he was in 2013, 2014, and 2015 during the winter months when he was playing his sport and he came to the arena with plates covered in aluminum for you, straight platter from the kitchen swag, you know what I mean? And uh, as a man who is an honorary black athlete, you know what I mean? He is on the all clear team in my book, 2011 NBA champ, 2010 finals, 2011 finals MVP, 
07 most valuable player, even though he got swept in the first round of the playoffs. 14-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA first team, which is insane to me because he played in an era where they probably were the best power forwards ever. So for him to get first team four times is wild. Five-time All-NBA second team, three-time All-NBA third team. So a total of 12 All-NBA rosters, 50-40-90 club as a seven-footer in 2007. I can go on and on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, Dirk Nowitzki, honorary Nigerian because he married into the fan. I think he is really full, fully on the all-clear team because, I mean, I, I know we're on 41s, but as soon as you said this black – uh, athlete, and I was like, Yep, it's Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> I almost interrupted, but I was gonna be like, uh, Is he German? <laughs> Possibly, you know. I look at Germany the way I look at France, you know what I mean? German, All Nigeria. He's got African good food, food and good drink, yeah. Good they start with African, yeah. You know, and, and to be Dirk, like, I don't think Dirk is the credit he deserves for just being a guy who should not have been as great as like when you look, when you look at Dirk and you'd be like, That's the guy. All right, I guess I guess it's, he's the closest player I think to. If you just looked at him, you wouldn't believe how great he was to Larry Bird. He's the closest one. Mm. I mean, he has one of the most like like I, I think big man moves. He's got to have a top five most iconic move. Oh, for sure, it might be top three. It might literally be the sky, Kareem, Kareem Shake, and, yep. and Dirk. Those were those were the three I thought of. I think those are going to be the third. Like Tim Duncan's bank shot, maybe. That that was the other one I thought of, but I don't think that that's not a move. That's not like a, a signature to look the same way. I agree. So we're going to take I mean, the, the shake, <laughs> the shake is like more that. like a gift than it is a picture. But I mean, like you, you put the silhouette of the Dirk fadeaway, everyone knows who that is. Everybody knows what that is. Everybody. And I mean, that, that's a great pick. I'm glad you did that because that would have been my pick if I was picking a singular person. And I just got to give a shout out to him again one more time before I throw it to you because <clears throat> another person who should have been a Philadelphia 76er, but obviously the Philadelphia 76ers are the worst drafting franchise in NBA history in my personal Was that the promise year again? Yes, it was, sir. Larry Hughes got taken number eight because Larry Brown promised him and Dirk Nowitzki went number nine and Paul Pierce went number 10. Hey, hey can't put a price on integrity. Yes, you can. Yeah, you sure can. 100%. <laughs> Larry Brown, Larry Brown. He was a low price, too. Larry Brown and Billy King are the bane of my existence as a Sixers fan. No, I appreciate Billy King. It didn't work out, but I still appreciate that I can laugh at him. Fuck Billy King. You know, you know I have to really dislike somebody when you one of the, what, five black GMs we ever knew in NBA during our lifetime. And I'm like, fuck that guy. He's like the Marvin <laughs> Lewis, where, where it's like, Man, come on! You're fucking it up for the rest of the people that are qualified. They're gonna be like, "Yep, he couldn't do it." Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, my nineteen forty-one. How bad yeah. do you think the Bucks feel that they traded Dirk? They drafted Dirk and they traded him to the Mavericks. Um, that's gotta be tough. Yeah, Dirk also parties, which I think we forget about. Like those those pictures. Well, not forgotten about, but you know, it was like he became just the established veteran. But when you go back and look at those pictures of him, Steve Nash, and Mark Cuban in the late 90s, they were in a different world. You know what it is? I think people realize he parted a lot because you're like, how did they never win? And you look back, you're like, I can see why they never won. (laughs) Because they were never sober. Oh, my gosh. They were going hard in the paint. Hey, I love it. Big D is a good place to go out. And they all were the same age. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's why it worked. All right. My 41 um, is... My favorite, my favorite 
singular season or year in the history of baseball. Mm. 1941. I always say if I could go back and watch one season, that would be the one. Um, it was, in my opinion, the biggest robbery uh, for an MVP, maybe of all time in any sport. Nope. <laughs> you already know how to Nope. Not a chance. <laughs> right. you, you, the Pedro one was bad. You're right. Um, yeah, the Pedro one. There's a guy who averaged a triple double and 50 points, and then they didn't win MVP one year. I digress. <laughs> Elgin, Elgin got robbed. That's fair. Anyway. <laughs> But 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 let me make my argument here. Joe DiMaggio won the MVP for the Yankees. It, respectable, great player, one of the best that there's ever been. They won uh, the American League. That's awesome. Um, he had a 56 game hit streak that year, mm-hmm. which is cool. Until you realize that someone else had better numbers during that 56 game. I also think that's one of the most overrated records in sports history because you don't determine if you beat 56. If somebody walks you, then your streak is over. Mm-hmm. Like literally, yeah, it's, 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 there's definitely luck involved. Yeah, because there's uh, there's been thirty game streaks where they're still hot and they get walked three times. I've seen. Yeah. It. I know Barry Bonds could have had a fifty seven game hit streak. I've seen that man play, but they just walked yeah. him off. No. Anyway, uh, during that fifty six game stretch, another player had not only better numbers. But he finished the year with a batting average, and batting average is not the greatest indicator of success. I agree. But at this time, it was a barometer. And when you hit 406, I'd say you had a pretty damn good year. Um, and that was, of course, the first uh, minority player in the Hall of Fame, uh, one Theodore Williams. Um, I also went and looked because I said, well, what was going on in the Negro Leagues that year? Because you know, we're effectively the number one Negro League podcast, apart from the actual podcast from the Negro League Museum. I'll, I'll give Bob Kendrick his due. Yeah, yeah. But he's cheating, though. He's in the museum. He got everything with him, going with him, going for him. That museum is dope. We will we will for sure be making a pilgrimage there also, at some point. Who was in the Hall of Fame before, you know, Mr. Williams. So, you know, allegedly. Ooh, he's I wonder who, who got inducted first. Well, because they went in the same year. I think they were both in the in the uh, inaugural class, no? Who spoke first? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he was also the first one to advocate that the Negro Leaguer should be in. So oh, I, sure. I'm, I that's the it. tiebreaker. That's the tiebreaker. 100%. Yeah. Way more love than my book. Um, anyway, so I said, what, what are our boys up to? Josh Gibson. Naturally, first place we go. By the way, um, so baseball reference, now that they recognize um, Negro League records mm-hmm. that are recorded, um, this is my favorite part. Uh, I, I might even send you the screenshot. So basically, the, the top four on baseball reference for winning percentage is now the Homestead Grays, <laughs> the Kansas City Monarchs, then the Yankees, and Dodgers. <laughs> that is sick. Also, yeah, you know, my favorite part is like, you can just tell like how like I don't know that lawless is the right word because it paints a bad connotation, but basically lawless the Negro Leagues were. The Homestead Grays went 51, 22, and 2. The Kansas City Monarchs only played 36 games that are recorded. <laughs> now we're 25 and 11. We have a 700 winning percentage. What do you mean? <laughs> you cut it off. You cut it off. We're good here. Stop the count. Stop the count. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, anyway, so Josh Gibson. 
you know, as we know, he's he's an all right guy. 74 games played. Uh, had 134 hits in those 94 games. Um, uh, sorry, 94 games. If I said 74, I, I may have misspoke. Like, that's e- that's <laughs> 94 games, 134 hits, 100 runs, uh, 31 doubles, three triples, 33 home runs, 124 RBIs, which was like 30 more than the next person. He also got walked 75 times that year. <laughs> he struck Dumb. out 25. So like in he's putting up like basically Tony Gwynn numbers. In ninety four, it's, it's like it's by the way like the only year apparently in his career that he ever struck out or they recorded it, because on this website that seems to pull everything from Baseball Reference called Seamheads.com, um, shout out to them. He had twenty five strikeouts that year, and he only had one or more strikeouts recorded in two other seasons in his career. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And then, so I said, well, what, what's our boy Leroy up to? Yeah, it was over Leroy. Um, How many stolen bases? What, what, well, Leroy's not stealing bags, but... Mike, they did it all back then. He, he, he actually might. Let's, let's look at his hitting stats, because I'm actually on that page for the Monarchs right now. Satchel Page, nine games. All right, we'll go to pitching. Um, it's not particularly pretty. He had two RBIs. But five hits in 22 at-bats. So That's better than 95% of the pitchers today. You're not wrong. <laughs> anyway, so pitching. This, this is what I was kind of shocked by. He had the fourth best ERA in his own pitching staff. And he had a 2-3-5. Mm. And also on his staff was a 1-5-3, a 2-3-2, and a 1-4-6. And himself and Hilton Smith combined started 22 games. Uh, cumulatively went 15 and 0. That's stupid. That's stupid. Yeah. Say, you have to fight me if, if you are here throwing gas like that one through five. Well, they, they had they had some bum that had like a four four. You know that guy. Listen, we all got to bring on. He ain't gonna make it. Yeah, you know. Ugh. I did just look at the standings again. Philadelphia Stars did not do particularly well this year. How about athletics? <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> they played in um, I had to give them their love. <laughs> better winning percentage. Jeez. Oh, my God. Do, do you... <laughs> this is going to hurt me to say. Of the last, so they have 28 listed records, MLB oh. and Negro League, for this year. Okay. Three out of the last four are teams in Philadelphia. Three of the last four. The Stars are fourth from last. The Athletics second to worst. And the Phillies were the worst. The, the Phillies up. went 43 and 111. <laughs> <laughs> they were a comfortable worst. <laughs> it all checks out. Yep. All checks out. Well, actually, no, the stars had a worse winning percentage. They went 15 and 46. Mm. They probably were the first Negro League team that had white guys on it. They probably was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> first people to find a spray tan. For sure. They probably were out here. They, they were doing make a wish projects back then. They was like, fuck it, man. Let Billy play. <laughs> I will say that that was, I mean, 
I wish there was more at, at that location um, for the stars down in Philly. The Negro League Museum? No, no, like in Philadelphia. Oh, where is Philly? it? Um, down in like Conchi, where not not Conchi. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Conchi Mac. No. Um, oh man, it's been too long since I've been there. But they have like a big mural down on. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a it's a big Philadelphia Stars mural that's on the side of a building that's next to like a um a gated in fence area. Where yeah. Stuff. Right, because and then there's like a little statue thing on the other side of the street. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, there needs to be more than that. There should I don't be. Think it I don't uh, think it actually, no. I mean, we just looked at the record. Maybe that we don't give out participation. <laughs> no, nah, like that's that's nah. what you earned. Nah. Like if you think about it, Connie Mack Stadium has a small plaque, and I'm like, this is so disrespectful. And then you realize that the Phillies and the the uh, Athletics were not that good until they both won like champ. Like like you know what should have more is like the Ebbets Field one. Like there's enough history at that one that I, I'm pretty sure it's just like a home plate that's carved out of the middle that's of the what, block. That's what Connie Max is. It's basically like a home plate yeah. carved out and it's like engraved. But the thing is the athletics and the Phillies were like, they were they were bad at the same time, but then they were great at the same time. Like it's weird. It's like like the athletics, I think, won a championship. <laughs> and then the Phillies were like number two or three. And then like the athletics went to Oakland. And then it was like, okay, cool. This is awesome. This is dope. Finally get a winning yeah. team. Like it was like the Warriors. If, 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 yeah. I, I will say if it makes you feel any better, the Boston Braves were the other team in that bottom four. So it doesn't make me feel better. No, it no. Doesn't make me feel better at all. The, the Red Sox were second in the AL that year. Yeah. The Phillies are the all time losing this franchise in professional sports history in North America, but we're also like the oldest. So it's whatever. The, I, really I will say the other thing that if I'm remembering the correct year and I'm just going to run with it, I'm not going to fact check myself here. If I'm not mistaken, the 1941 World Series, the time played, if you add up all, I think it was five games um, mm-hmm. in which the Yankees beat the Dodgers, mm-hmm. the entire time of play of those five games was less than that one Red Sox-Dodgers World Series game in oh 2018. Bring a lot. I was <laughs> we, we had a party that night. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And I, I was in my room the entire time. I was in my room the entire time. Dude, that was so long. We had it on downstairs, but nobody was watching it. It was like, what? Yeah, well, that's why I was up in my room. I, You know how I am. I like to lock yeah. myself away in seclusion. It's your juju. You can't fuck up the juju, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. Spe- speaking of uh, that house and community, and I'm going to make this seamless transition here. Uh, we lost a pioneer of, I'll say our childhood and the way we were raised, uh, John Madden. You know, right before we we hit record, um, mm-hmm. the announcement of his passing. Um, I'd, I mean, for me, Madden was a staple of growing up. I'd imagine the same is probably true for you. Um, what when you think Madden, like what what are the memories that come flooding back? Like, I'm curious because like I, f- I feel like there's a few that probably overlap, but there's probably some different stuff too. For me, the first one that always comes into my mind isn't even a video game; it's his commentary. Like it's weird. Okay. I, I like I grew up. I, I feel remember, like I was a little young for that. I remember when Garrison Hurst was supposed to be the first athlete on the cover of Matt. Then he blew his knee out, and I think they changed it last second or something like that. Or he was on it, then he blew his knee out. So it was like Madden was always. Did, on did you have like the OG Madden? I'm trying to remember what my first Madden was. I didn't own the OG Madden, but I played the OG Madden. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I ever did. Is that Kenny George? 
Oh, not Ke- not Kenny George. Um, Eddie George. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like Kenny George. No, you know, you know what? Uh, so I, I was watching something. I think I was watching Jeopardy. And someone's from Asheville, North Carolina. And someone's like, that's not a real place. And I was like, yes, it is. You know how I know? Kenny George. <laughs> I was like, I wonder what Kenny George is up to. Um, so Sorry, Eddie, Eddie George. George. Eddie George is from Philly area, too. His wife but, was on Survivor. I didn't know that. Eddie George is still madly in shape. Like, dude looks yeah, like he is. Him and Herschel. <laughs> I don't speak about Hershey, but no, Eddie, no, George won, Eddie George was on 2001. He was on the 01 cover, if I'm not mistaken. So who was first? Was in like the 98, like 98, 99, and he blew his knee out. And then Matt, and I, I don't think I played I, it, in terms of like playing it that year. I don't know that I played one till 05, which is like sacrilege. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 05 was a good year, though. Well, got to think. I was that was invention of the hit stick was 05. Yes. Um, Ray Lewis was out here crushing shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right because I I feel like it's one of those things like it could be before, but I I would know if I played 04 I think mm-hmm. because everyone knows if they played 04 real time. One hundred percent. So I think so. That's how I know it's not that. And I think I, I remember. Yeah, it had to have been 05 because I think it was after the pat or no, that was what because that would have been after pats. Panthers and going that would have been the year that we played y'all yeah mm-hmm. so I, I think that's right because I remember playing it on GameCube at my buddy's house growing up because okay. then I remember after that because after that was 06 was Donovan 07 was Sean Alexander I think I think 07 was the first one I owned on okay. something but I definitely like I remember th- th- this will date us I remember for my PSP that I got in 2006, I remember renting from Blockbuster Madden 06 for the PSP. Oh, man. I feel like all of those words just dated us. (laughs) Or dated me. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, I remember my first Atari, too. uh... (laughs) Man, that first Tetris machine. I think think the reason why I remember his commentary first is because I grew up without cable for a long period of time. So, like, those broadcast games, whenever my family would, like, have them on or whatever, because I didn't have my own TV until I got a little bit older, too. So, like, whatever people was watching is what I, we had to watch. But occasionally, uh, family would put on football, and you would hear John Madden, like, breaking shit down. He was, to me, I don't know who came first. I, I would need to do check this, but he reminds me of he either was what Berman tried to be or he became what Berman was. You know what I mean? Like, from ESPN. yeah. Like I want, the, I, the, I, my yeah. gut tells me Berman was first. I, I don't know be. that to be true, though. They may have been kind of right around the same time. It's possible. And, and, and he was so lively, him and the board and all of that. And how he would he would be predicting plays like Tony Romo does now, but he did it back then. Like, he'd be like this should be a run here because of the, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm getting so much game. Like, nowadays, yeah. when I watch professional sports, literally 80% of the time, if not more, my TV's on mute. 80% if not more. Yeah, I'd way rather listen I, to music. Never yeah, never did that back in the day. And Madden was one of the reasons why. So what was your first remembrance of Madden? So when I think Madden, there's a couple of things I think of. I think of like, it was the first game that I can think of where you were like, you almost wanted to play the skill games more than the actual game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the running through with where you got like the, the swiveling doors and you got to avoid the linebackers mm-hmm. running back. It was the first game that you were like practicing. <clears throat> and then the other weird thing that comes to mind is like 
watching like Madden Nation. Like it would be on TV. It was like it was the like it was like one of the biggest pioneering events in terms of mainstreaming esports. I would say one hundred percent, one hundred percent, especially sports games. Like like there was um, and I don't want to demean like non sports games that I'm sure had a culture kind of already growing. But when that was on even ESPN two, like mm-hmm. that's national television that you're now just showing people play video games and you had players endorsing it. And like it was think a dope about, show. Think about this though. What other video game to this day, did they do national coverage for the cover athlete or the cover of anything? Mm. Like they used to premiere that on ESPN. They used to talk about that. It was, it was so like, big that there was a curse. There was a curse attached to it. Like it's wild. If you think about it, like that video game, People, that was the first time you saw professional athletes care about what people thought about their play because their ratings were low. Yeah. Like, what you mean my tackles are 79? Like, it's like, what? Like, what yeah, I mean, like, the, I think the only sports game I've personally ever seen such a widespread awareness and care about what your rating is, is uh, FIFA. Where, where people are like, players are like, yeah, I'm, I'm way too low there. Like, what do you mean my defending is only this? Like, but you're, you're right. Because there are people like going into the air and be like, I'm just trying to get my Madden rating up. Yeah. And I didn't realize that somebody said it last week when it's, so I told Ivan this before the podcast, because we got, we, as soon as he let me into the Zoom room, we were like, oh, did you see the news? Madden just died. And <clears throat> his documentary, All Madden, which I recorded, but I haven't watched yet, premiered this past Sunday. And I remember I was hearing somebody talk about it before the documentary. And it was like, back when you used to be on the All Madden team, which was a real team, people cared about that more than the Pro Bowl team. And they, Madden would send them leather jackets. I said, you were All Madden that year and like a trophy that weighed like 20 pounds. <laughs> like it was like a, a big thing. And I remember when Madden, the video game, when I started getting into that, when you try to be on the All Madden team, it was so ill. It was like, oh, let's go. Oh, I got this. I got that. I got this. I got the new card. I got all of that kind of stuff. And Madden is is one of – is he the first sports figure that is a Hall of Fame in three different ways? Like, he's a Hall of Fame coach, he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster, and there is no Hall of Fame for this, but he's a Hall of Fame um, marketer, slash sales, plus esports, whatever you want to call that aspect of it. Like, for, for a sport, he's a three-time Hall of Famer. Um. <clears throat> There's probably some arguments. Because um, Jordan's a Hall of Famer in two ways. He ain't a Hall of Famer in three ways. Nope, he's not a Hall of Fame owner. Is Larry a Hall of Famer? Executive, coach, probably not as a coach. I would say not. He didn't He didn't coach long enough to be, I think, getting, uh, I, I think. I think Tommy Heinsohn is one. He's already in as a player and a coach, and I think he could be in as a broadcaster. Okay. Um, but but I do think that there's an argument to be made that the cultural impact is a different thing that catapults you above the rest because, you know, you, you look at sports games, right? Let's look at the entire industry. Mm-hmm. Only one has someone's name that sells. <laughs> there's been others that have tried mm-hmm. that have had like a name or, or something else attached to it. There's only like no one says it's EA Sports NFL 2020 (laughs) it just sounds wrong 
Well, I but think like, that's because. But like, it's it, it, it's it's such a cultural staple now that I think there's kids now that say, "Oh, I want the new Madden," and they don't even know who, that it's named after a person. Yeah, I agree, but I think there's like Madden part- is football. But I think that's partially because people give up. So like, Bo Bo's football Bo's Techno Bowl was a was a hit. They only did one, I think. Mike Tyson Punch Out was a hit. They only did one. Like it's like a weird one where they do like a one off licensing thing, but it's not really a franchise. He has a franchise. Yeah, it's. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, does Bo count as the triple guy? Because Bo's, t- I mean, it's, it's just not sustained success with the game. Yeah, he's not a he's not a hall of famer in anything except for college sports. I would say. Well, I was gonna say college and then pro. If you have both together, <laughs> Dion Dion needs to come out with something. It's hard because Does Dion come out with shoes. Yeah, he has his own Nikes, the turf toes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those are Dion's shoes. But it's hard for somebody, somebody like Deion Sanders. I don't think they could really encompass him because he's so not fundamental in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like he, he, he is fun. He is fundamentally sound better than people give him credit for. But <clears throat> when I played cornerback for a very short period of time in life, one of the number one rules was you turn your back to the sidelines. You don't turn it inside. You never do that. I've seen highlights of Deion Sanders turning his back to the inside of the field. <laughs> just he's like, he's ah. like, nah, I'm fast enough. It's fine. Dude, like I was watching. I was like, what are you doing? Deion? And was like, oh, that's an interception. Don't mind me. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, it's just like. I'm, I'm going to just run it back while we're, while we're discussing this as well. You dig me? Like, how are you going to put somebody trying to shake uh, the playmaker's hand mid- mid-game or Jerry Rice's hand mid-game? Like, hey, what's up? No? Okay. Like, you can't put that in the game. Yeah, I'm really trying you to. You think I'm taunting. You I'm, can't I'm really put trying to on if you score. Yeah, I'm. I'm really trying to think who, who, who's a triple Hall of Famer with the most important aspect of who's the cultural Hall of Famer. That's where I'm struggling. I think the closest one that I could think off the top of my head is Mike Tyson. And I say that because Mike Tyson's a Hall of what's, Fame fighter. What's the third fighter? Yeah, Hall of Fame cultural impact. Okay. And the third thing is, it's not necessarily tied directly to a sport. But he's a Hall of Fame when it comes to um, the dynamics of being a professional athlete, losing everything, gaining it back, and teaching, like changing the trajectory of what a professional athlete mentorship was. That does like mentorship fall into that, like mm-hmm. mentorship Hall of Fame? <clears throat> I don't know if he's a real shit Hall of Fame. Or I, I think AI is close. I just don't think he. I don't know that he has a third. Well, he does does his. He's been doing his Iverson Classic for like twenty five years, and like the South for for the top high school basketball players and stuff like that. So, like, if you want to go mentorship, he he might be there. Like all of the guys who we all and he love shows love to everyone, everyone. Oh my gosh, AI hey, won't say nothing bad about you in person. Like he'd be like, nah, that's my little guy. It's my little man. Let him yeah. rock. That's I don't like question. that sidebar. I don't like that Westbrook took being compared to Allen Iverson as a slight the other day. I was like, what? Yeah, no, that, that is a slight. That is I'll a take slight. Everything every day of the week and twice on Sunday. What are we talking about? Only twice? I might take him thrice. Um, what about Bean? I think Kobe – I don't – you know what's weird? I think Kobe's only a Hall of Fame player because of his personality. Really? I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that he was close to people until he retired and then it didn't last long enough because he, he died. And I don't think he changed anything culturally. Like, I think, I think we forget how – somewhat corny we thought Kobe was while he was playing. Like we all thought he was kind of corny. That's but fair. Then he was like, but that, until until he cut his fro. 
Then we was like, okay, he's, he's he got here. real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he cut that little throw in like 04, 05, we was like, oh, he, he ain't for play play. Never mind. Yeah. He dropped I'm trying, album. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, who, who? Chris Weber produced some of the tracks, I think, on Kobe Bryant's rap album. Did he really? How weird of a life. I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew that. Okay. So, so here, here's where I'm trying to look at it. Um, so triple threats. So I'm trying to start it with who's a former player that became an all-time great broadcaster or coach is basically how I'm starting the look. Like I that's how I'm trying Reggie to make Miller's the list. In there, I think Reggie. I think Reggie's in there because he's in the Hall of Fame as a player. He's a great broadcaster. He's there for every historic three-point event. <laughs> he's just like, I'm gonna oh, he has to be, but he earned the right to be. Um, so there's an argument there. I think he might be in there. What about? I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what like Braun does. I think Braun could be a guy like that. As much as I'd love to give him shit, but I don't. I think he's always gonna be too corny. I, I think the thing about Braun is though. I think Braun speaks like the only. So here's one. Here's one that's coming close. Peyton Manning is getting close mm. because he's technically not a broadcaster, but he's a culture shifter with the shows that he does. And then he I, broadcast- I consider him. Uh, broadcast adjacent. Eli. He's broadcast adjacent. Exactly. And but he's one of the few great players, like great mentally, that can speak yeah. to the game in a technical standpoint that still is entertaining. Kobe couldn't do it entertainingly. Like if you ever watch the detail of Kobe, it's just like, no. all right, I'm I'm kind of bored with this. Like I get what you're saying, but it's not enough. I think LeBron is the same way. Where I don't think LeBron James is going to. It'll just. He's just like, yeah, you just do this. Yeah. It, he I can't teach it. He can't teach it. He can do it. I think he could teach it, but you don't want to listen to it. So yeah. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he'll be a good broadcaster. Yeah, I'm trying to think who who else because usually the best broadcasters were not the best players. Like, right. like Jalen Rose is great in the media. Yeah. Paul Pierce sucks. Paul Pierce is terrible. <laughs> but Jalen Rose is two out of three. He's a Hall of Fame culture mover, Hall of Fame, I think, broadcast media personality, but he wasn't a Hall of Fame player, unless you include college. Is he a culture mover? Yeah, with, with the Fat Five. Well, I, I was gonna say I, I didn't know if that if that's something that counts though. Why not? I, because it's an entity instead of an individual. But only three of those players made it, so I feel like he has to be like on that. And remember when he got arrested in the crack house thing and the ball hit? I feel like that kind of propelled. I do not him remember this. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> he, got a, he was hanging out with his friends back home in Michigan and they raided the house and they arrested him and everybody in the house because they thought it was a drug house, but it wasn't. His friend just had like weed on him, I think. So like they uh, but they said it was an alleged crack house. So he came back to the team and he was playing on the road and they were just yelling out crack house, crack house. And I think he gave him like 30. <laughs> Good old Jerry crack house. That's what I call him. And uh, the JRLA Academy. Like, I think that that's the culture stuff, too, where it's just like, okay. And everybody loves Jalen, too. Like, every Jalen is the new John Solid. Mm. Jalen's the new John I don't Solid. hate that. Man, that, that that's a throwback, watching John Sally on whatever that – sports show? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I even forgot period. the name. And, and Bad Boys 1. <laughs> Bad Boys 2. Uh, what else was Where – um, I, ju- I just had a name, and – Went in my head and then went out. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't think he's there or like as close as Peyton is. I wouldn't be shocked to see D Wade on this list at some point. I wouldn't either. D Wade's a mogul. 
he's a he's a he's a he impacts so many different and I think the thing about D Wade, like people don't even know he's a co-owner of the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Like I think D Wade does so much, so it's hard to pinpoint what he's up to and what he's doing. So I think it kind of goes over people's heads, which is sad. But D Wade, I'm right there with you. D Wade is 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 right up there on that list. He, he also that, just fascinates me. Like even the the personal life stuff, like having a transsexual child and like being an ally there like that opens a lot of gateways for stuff that other athletes can't relate to at least as far as they let on so like he's he seems to be like totally willing to be an open book which i think is how you kind of hit that 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 delta i think the thing about the way he always had corny ass sneakers so i think that 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 takes you down mm, i disagree bit. he had the worst jordans of any jordan athlete ever. oh the jordans yes no the converse i can keep going i can keep going how you fuck up that bag he had two dope pairs of converse but then you realize you're playing in converse and you look at all of the old basketball players that walk you're like i shouldn't be playing in converse like what are we doing here i know they're different converse but they still converse hey but he's putting on for the shy that's where they that's where they're at he, he well, that, I, I like I liked his OG Converse enough that my yeah, mom I like his got, black and white one with the slash through it. Yeah, that my Ooh. mom I, that I had them and my mom got a job offer to work at Converse, um, and she was like, "Yeah, but we have to move to Chicago," and I was like, "I think we could do it." <laughs> get knocked down six, get up seven. That commercial made no sense, but I was riding with hey, it. Hey, hey, I I rocked with the Converse enough that when we were in Alabama at a thrift store, I bought. Yeah a pair of the Converse that were a size too small. You did. You 100% did. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's a dope story. I think D-Wade, D-Wade's story, I don't think it's... He's got that Jesuit piece to him. Yeah. And, and and if you think about, too, Marquette, the players that come out of Marquette are basically D-Wade clones, like the Jimmy Butlers. Jimmy like, they Butler, all are Jay, like guys. Even Jay Crowder. Like, Jay Crowder, hard-nosed guys who play hard better athletes than you expect and you realize they're probably great athletes like jay crowder is one of the most underrated athletes of our generation in the nba just for the fear fact of how he plays and he's been in the league so long like yeah. i don't think people realize how athletic he, has he, he might have the thickest dreads i've ever seen <laughs> it's like like, like, like i swear he double zip ties them like he, he doesn't put like healthy, a band around him like he, he has to put two bands hair. around yeah. him he might have the healthiest hair ever like it's crazy how. Where does that put him? Is, does that make him like a, a single threat Hall of Fame hair? It has to be. He is Hall of Fame. Ooh, hair. He has to be Hall of Fame. Does, where, where is that? You know, Hall of Fame look. Does that play? If, if Hall of Fame hair is in it, Jalen Rose a Hall of Fame, a three time Hall of Fame. He's got a. He's got a nice. His, his 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 shave up is always crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he gets a cut before every show. I'm pretty sure we got a Steve Harvey situation. We need an investigation. Like, is that really your hair? You got that or Carlos Boozer paint. He just improved it. <laughs> yeah, you, Steve Harvey went from a perfect box for 40 years to having a bald head with no transition. I was like, whoa, what happened, Steve? You don't just go from all to nothing. He's like, oh, that was a two-pack. What? You've been lying to me this long? <laughs> <laughs> what else is a lie? <laughs> I think his mustache is made out of Velcro. I don't trust nothing anymore about Steve Harvey. Let's see. Who, who else has? Birdman. Birdman, Hall of Fame hair. Dr. J, Hall of Fame hair. Obviously, Iverson, Hall of Fame hair. Mike is a Hall of Fame ball head. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I was going to say, DeAndre needs to go back to the fro, too. That feels overdue. His fro was weak. I'm sorry. I, like, I know his faux pot is like, with the Jules. That was a weak-ass fro. I never liked this fro. He looked like stretch College fro? <laughs> college fro? <laughs> yeah, that college fro was terrible, dog. He oh, that like was the A-10 fro? volume, too. It was. It almost looked like a like a three fourths inflated volleyball. Like it had a divot in it. It was like was two. It, was it Kobe White that had the the fro? Yeah, Kobe White has the fro. Yeah, that was a that was a much stronger fro. Yeah, much stronger fro. 
much stronger fro. That, that, that was the A10 versus ACC fro. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, that's the first way to look at it. <laughs> I think Scotty Pippen's box put him in the Hall of Fame. That Jones. That's clean. Um, does KG have the, the bald head that, that you need? Ah, his head is too thin. Who, like who, who has the scraggly look? Does Steve Steve Nash have the Hall of Fame scraggle? Scraggle is hard because Dirk had the scraggle. That's what I saw. I was saying Dirk as well. Nash is okay with the scraggle. Oh, also, like, at, Chuck has the Hall of Fame corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure, his his corners were iconic enough that you know I'd, I'd like to put a date on this. It was very pre-cultural appropriation. I was like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Hall of Fame here, just the colors. Yeah, I go with colors. The ball in the back and shit, or like the the different spotted colors. Nerlens Noel, college, college yeah, all here. I'm going. I'm going Nerlens. I'm 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 rolling with you on the Nerlens. I feel like there's a big one we might be missing somehow. For sure. But what what's the hairstyle? That's what we got to think of. Yeah. Ooh, that showing Kent Box is fire. Mm-hmm. When he that was, was in it before he got fat, that Joe was strong. <laughs> he looked like Blade. He looked like Wesley Snipes with Blade. I'm saying say, who who's got the who's got the Hall of Fame like line in the cut. Ooh, the Hall of Fame line in the cut. Oh, do we go uh, Stefan Marbury? The middle joint? Yep. I, gotta I'm, go yeah. middle? I, yeah, I can roll with that. Who got a Hall of Fame jury curl? Sam Perkins? Like, we got to have at least one jury curl. Pedro. Pedro. Uh, Pedro. Pedro. Pedro, yes. Pedro, no drip. And Dion. Weapon. And Dion. And, and Sosa. <laughs> Sammy's joint was... <laughs> and he had supplements for that. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy if you think about like if you think about like basketball players. I remember when it was people were talking smack about NBA players wearing tights. They like you wearing tights, you wearing tights, and then like Iverson did it, and it was like, oh, these tights kind of work. And I was like, y'all, I I love Iverson, but I was like, Iverson, I don't know if everything you did was good for the game. Like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I like playing in tights sometimes. No, it's um, not even the way it looks because Tim Grover, you know, who used to train Jordan and Kobe, he said that's why he thinks a lot of these NBA players blow their legs out because. There's no real movement in the joints because mm. they're so tight because they're so compressed. The, the compression stuff. He says that that's why sense. so many people blow out their knees because they can't lean. They can't. So, move. so what what does he feel about like sleeves? Like Mike's like sleeves are those he, cool? Because yeah, it's not full leg compression on the joint. Because it's it's for a specific area. Like Mike's is for his knee or his shin instead of it being for his entire leg. You know what I mean? And I think that that's that where he's like. And I think that's where I'm. I'm. I think I'm there with him because. I get it. People get bigger, faster, stronger. But typically, when you get bigger, faster, stronger, you're training you your body feels to equal yeah. out. So it shouldn't just be you blowing shit out. It should be like you should be able to sustain it. But all of these accessories and all that kind of stuff is wild, man. I'm trying to think of some other some other hair pieces now. Uh, I'm gonna put Brian Bosworth in the Hair Hall of Fame. Ooh, big one we missed. Has the part in everything. 1980s Mike Tyson. Yeah. I I, I, I think that's the. I think that's when I said the cut in the or the line in the cut. I think that's the head I was picturing, and I just couldn't pick the face. Dog, that haircut and that person fighting in those black shirts—that was like the perfect trio combo. Yeah. If you made a creative player, he's like, yeah, that hair belongs to that person. Yeah, you'd put it on everyone else. Mm, No, it doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. Doesn't. Yeah, that's the one. You'd like the guy with the gap in the lisp. Yes. 
left. <laughs> Who else? There, there's someone else I was thinking of. Who's a Hall of Fame bald head? Who's the Hall of Fame besides Scalabrini? Who's the Hall of Fame personality who didn't have the Hall of Fame game? Oh. In any sport. Hall of Fame personality that didn't have the Hall of Fame game. I'm trying to think of one that's not current. That's like someone that I have like a personal. I got got a current one. Because like the first person I thought of this is totally legit. Brock Holt. I can see that. I can see that. Brock Holt. The first one I thought of was J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. He's he's not. I mean, he could he be a Hall of Fame college golfer? I don't know. He could be. He's supposed to go to UNC for basketball. So I'll always hold out against him. But (laughs) he came straight out of high school. Yeah, because I think the qualifier to that statement is they have to be like someone that's been in the league a while. Like the hall, like is Jr. in the Hall of Very Good? No, he's in the Hall of Good. Hall of Good. Hall of Good. So yeah, because I I love Brock Holt. I don't think he's in the Hall of Good. He's in the Hall of Fame for for natural ability. I think Jr. Smith jump out the gym. Oh my gosh, him and Josh Smith. He'd be fast, could jump, could shoot, could handle the ball, and none of it looked like it should work. Like, if you look at the way he shot the ball, you'd be like, that shouldn't go in. Okay, swish. I guess so. He shouldn't yeah, dribble like that. Okay, he got patched. Um, Chell Sonny? Well, he never lost a round. He never lost a fight. <laughs> um, say Pat McAfee? I will say no to Pat. But is he I, great? Is he too good? I didn't see his personality when he played like that. Oh, uh, he had it. I don't doubt he it's had just it. It's just no no one wanted to give the punter a shine. I think that's okay. the tough part. Who's the punter for the Raiders? Whoever they got? Knight? Janikowski? No, Knight? No, not Janikowski. Um, Black oh, Marquette King. Marquette King. King. He's in Marquette. it. <laughs> Marquette. Marquette. I'm sorry. Marquette. Yeah. He's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He literally got cut because he had a personality. Dude, I love that guy. I was about to get his jersey one day. I, like, I, I mess with him. I, he's he's great punter. He should be in the league right now. I truly I believe it. I agree. I think punters, I think literally, and I know this is an unpopular opinion, I think every punter needs to learn how to kick and every kicker needs to learn how to punt, and it should just be one on, on, a, on a roster that can do both because, like, that's your way to stay in the league. Like, if they, if they say you don't want you as a punter, you're still our kickoff person. You're still our goal or field goal kicker. But as soon as they say that they don't want your personality as a but, punter, but, but the game. tough thing is they're also holding on kicks. So you, you want, After you though, want, the, you want quarterbacks again? Quarterback used to. They used to. Yeah. It's now, a, they get, a, now they get paid too much to put a name. Uh, no, nope, it was because of Tony Romo. It, it wasn't was, because it was, he could Yeah, be. you're right. <laughs> that, that was Let's not pretend like the Cowboys yeah. wasn't like, what are we doing here? It's like, that's your quarterback. Yeah. I don't know what you want to tell you. <laughs> Who's their kicker at the time? Is it like Martin Gramatica or something? He was going to miss. Oh, Martin Gramatica. The Gramaticas in general are just – they're just punchlines, even though they were actually and solid. Mike Vanderjack. He he he's like a part of their family in my, in my brain. No, nah, Mike Vanderjack used to literally be the most accurate kicker in NFL history for a while. Like he had to, he had that. She used to love shanking him against us. I mean, it's hard. I, to you, you know what? I, I had this thought when a couple of years ago when Guskowski left, and I was like, damn. I realized like what it was like to not have a reliable kicker. I was like, I literally was born into like the greatest 20 years you could have <laughs> from a king. Whereas like, I literally didn't have to watch most field goals. Bar Scott. 
Bart Scott's uh, but I don't like his personality. He's pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Robinson. Nate's one. Nate, Nate's like Nate's got that like culture thing to him too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think sport by sport. Like Brandon Phillips. Hmm, Brandon this is a sneaky one. I don't know. He had the swag. He loved making flashy flips on a double play. Rock number zero for the Red Sox, only person or first person in their history to do that for like the six games he was there, which was super I'm exciting. Okay zero. I'm okay with zero. I do not like double zero. In in any sport? It just doesn't look good. Like I've never Chief? seen where it looks good on it. Chief. That's the only one. Never yeah. seen it. But... S- still don't like it. Ah, it just look. You, you know what it is. It, it, it looks, looks like a typo. It looks like a typo. It looks like you just have holes in your chest. Like I don't know. It just doesn't. Like when I look at that, I don't think like, oh, that guy made that for motivation. Look at that. Like, oh, this is the only jersey jersey available. Mm. And it takes me back to remember when you played sports as a kid and you got a jersey yep. depending on what size it was. That's so, all. That's yep. what it looks like. It's like oh. This is the jersey that fits you. That's what I think about when I see double zero. Yeah. I, I still remember a, f- a few of the jersey fights. That, that was always fun. I, I remember fighting over three once. <laughs> shout, shout out to my guy, Barack. He's now like an athletic trainer for one of the pro teams over in Israel. Much love. Shout out to Israel and Palestine. So pivoting, pivoting off the, off the Hall of Fame personality. Going I'm gonna be stuck thinking about Hall of Fame hair for a while. I'm just gonna let you know. Hall of Fame hair. That list is that list is so long. I think because I think another person sneaky might be sneaking in there if he can sustain his dominance. But I think he's going bald, so he might not be able to. Is Francis Ngannou? I, I fucks with his mm-hmm. 1980s cut. He got like that. I'm Bobby. He's got, he's got the Bobby. he's got the the color in it too. Yeah, he's out here. He's out here trying to do his thing. Whiz. Ooh, for women, Doug Rose is is Hall of Thug Fame. Doug Rose is 100 in there. 100 in there. I think another one low key for women is uh, the one who I think about when I think about women wearing braids and making them look fly was Joanna. Mm, yeah, Joanna her had like the patterns and the design. It wasn't just straight, uh, straight backs. It was like, oh, no, I got this switched up. I got this. I got it braided. Where, down. Where's, where's Sean O'Malley in the like abstract art Hall of Fame? He's got to win a title. He's, He's got to win a title. Outside yeah. looking at. I, I think I, if he wins a title, the abstract stuff where like. I mean, he also lost the Cheeto Vera fight as much as he may not think so. Right. But like when he came in with Cheeto Vera's like national flag in his hair, that's a baller move. That was dope. dope. And I think it's, isn't his like wife also from that country? Like I think that it was like, I think maybe, yeah. Like Ecuador or Venezuela? Ecuador. Ecuador. Also, I binge with Cheeto. Like I heard heard a couple of his segments on Joe Rogan and I was like, oh, this is what you sound like. This is what you talk about. This is pretty dope, man. I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I do like his personality. Yeah, I never really, I, since I don't have social media, I don't get the chance to see anybody's real personality unless it's like during the fight. So like, yeah. know, like one vlog series or something. But he was talking about how he gets tattooed after every fight. Um, he does it to connect with the pain. He doesn't do it because of this, but he does it in a way to connect with the pain. Like he says he gets high before he does it. He's like, you feel everything. He's like, I know. <laughs> like, he was like... <laughs> I was I like, this guy makes amazing. me like him more, or now I'm scared. He was like, I've never drank before a tattoo. Joe was like, that's all I do before a tattoo. You get high, you want to be paranoid and feel everything. He was like, 
Yeah, I mean, the, drinking before a tattoo is a bad idea because it thins your blood, and then you feel it more. I mean, unless you get blackout drunk, then you feel nothing. I, I was say, I've never gotten to the point where I don't feel pain when I drink, and I've drank a lot. And I, yeah, I, you I still feel I, it in the moment. That's what I was thinking, but people literally, I, I've been around people who told me they don't feel anything, and like I would pinch them, I would punch them, they wouldn't feel, they wouldn't even react. So I guess it's just... I, I think I would feel it. I, I can, I feel the pain. Like, I'm like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your drinking experiences are different than other people, though. You've like some different genetics. <laughs> That's why you don't get hung over like an asshole. That's probably why I almost died today choking on my own acid. It was like, all right, listen, yo. Like we said, karma comes, karma comes around for you. And as you try, as you said that, you I know. Are Look at that. Look yeah. at life. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Went up to the sky. So going into 2022, man. What is something that you want to leave in 2021? What is something I want to leave in 2021? I don't know. 2021 was a a really weird year for me. There are a lot of lows. And then, you know, it's been kind of steady improvement since getting back home. So I haven't really had much time to think about it. I want to leave. um, I'll say self. Yeah. I don't know, because you can benefit sometimes, but I'll say self-doubt or, or uh, hesitation. Hesitation is mm. what I want to leave behind. Okay. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I want to do or have wanted to do, and I always make up some excuse in my head as to why I can't do it right now. And that's what I want to leave behind. Is that hesitation or that doubt something that happens in bigger moments, smaller moments, or just in general? Um, a, a mix, I would say. Um, like, I, I want to stop making any hesitation of being like, well, I can't do this professionally because I need to take care of this stuff outside of that. Like, you know, fill my plate. You know, if I get overwhelmed, then I'll scale it back. But then I know my limit, you know, like test those limits. And, you know, because I, I think self-doubt's good because it can be a good motivator at times if you steer it in the right way. You know, if you're like, I don't know that I can pull this off. And then, you know, but if you steer that to then be, well, then I got nothing to lose. Then, okay. you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like there's a healthy way to, 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 to circle around that. So, but yeah, hesitation. I just want to go for it more. I think would be the, would be the pleasure. What about you? Even if you're on the basketball court, your hezzy ain't strong. Oh, my hezzy's strong. <laughs> but I'm not hesitating to pull the hezzy. Mm, that's what it's about. You can't double hezzy. You only can just hezzy or not. To hezzy or not. To hezzy, hezzy or not. Hezzy and pull up. To hezzy or not. That, those are the questions. For me, I didn't even think about an answer for me because I typically don't like make resolutions and things like that. But if I had to name something, it would probably be It would probably actually be certain fragments of hope. Mm. And I, over the last couple of months, I've been really living by a quote that I heard on Brother from Another. Shout out to Michael Holly and Michael Smith. And they were talking and they said that, and they quoted, um, oh, I can see his face, but I can't remember his name right now. Uh, that's going to bother me. But in the quote is, I'm optimistic. I'm not hopeful. 
And that's like one of those like, ooh, okay. And it, that goes with me because to me, I'm not an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. And I also believe that's, that. It's John Lewis, right? From, from nah, he didn't say. Greg well, Boyle. They, they, they said oh, it was no. Let's say that. Yeah, they said it was somebody else. They didn't say it was John Lewis. But they, but, and I also think hope is the most, is the strongest drug there is, you know? So like to be optimistic. Yeah, it, it's a currency, it's a drug and it's real easy to go broke. Yeah. So I think hope for me, I'm leaving certain fragments of hope in the past because in the hope that I'm leaving in the past is hope for certain people, hope for certain events and hope for some type of outcome that is impossible because it already happened. So instead of looking at those people, those events or those moments and hoping for something that they aren't accepting them for what they are and moving towards something else. I think that's good. You know, living the living the real. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. And it's not just because I almost died today. You know, this is definitely one of those. It might be a little connected. Yeah, but also like as I'm as I'm like choking, I was googling like how many people died from this, and then it was like 0.200 hundred thousand. I did the math. That's like 0.0002, and I was like, I can't be one of those ones. Like I literally, <laughs> you're you're too petty, <laughs> dude. I'm so stubborn. Like I'm like at my sink spitting up, and I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> you you would have you would have found a, another way to off yourself just to not be part of that statistic. <laughs> what happened to Reese? Polio. How'd he get that? We had it in his fridge just for emergency. <laughs> it's wild, man. Absolutely wild. But uh, what do you think about my, my uh, 65 movie list? So I haven't dug through it all because I also haven't watched a lot of them, which that's what it's that. That was my first thought selfishly is, OK, now I get to watch everything. I'm going to go straight down the list. Everything I haven't seen, including your number one, which I have not. You seen. haven't seen Logan, too? Last nah. night, three of my cl- no man, you the four, three, two of my closest friends last night was like, yeah, you know, I've still never seen. It. I was like, mother, and I watched it last night. I literally watched it last night. And what's it on? What, what what what's it streaming on? I don't know. Is I it Finger Food? I don't really know what it's streaming on, but <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it costs three dollars or four dollars to rent it. That's steep price, sir. Logan is the greatest superhero or hero movie ever. Ever. And this is why I I don't I I, I don't act like I'm a, a superhero viewer. I, I've watched the MCU. That's about it. It's on Hulu. All right, I will watch it th- tomorrow. Dude, Blade, uh, no, Blade. Uh, Logan is out. Like watching it again last night, I literally text. I'm gonna read you a direct text from the group with two people who've never seen it. I think another person didn't see it, but they did. They didn't want. It. They didn't want my wrath and fury, so they just went quiet. Should, should I also watch previous X Men films before that? No. Okay. No. Doesn't even matter. So I said this every time I watch this movie, I get so fucking down, and a large part of me loves it. I'm a sicko. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've never heard a bad thing said about Logan. To be very it's clear, so people and thought that haven't people, watched it. People thought he should have been nominated for an Oscar, which how good he played. And I'm not even joking. Like not even no hyperbole. Like, people really was like, "Yo, he needs to get Oscar looks for this." But it's a super. Uh, let, let, let me let me pull it up here. The rest of the list, though. Let me see what the rating for Logan is on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably like 92. We have a, uh, a Rotten Tomatoes drinking game that I think you will love to. 93 on Rotten. 94, what I see. Uh, I'm not on Rotten Tomatoes. I have another app that tells me where everything is streaming. Oh. Um, but it also syncs up scores. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. 
So other ones, I've seen most of these. It's good. What is one um, that's high that you haven't seen besides Logan? Kick ass. Oh, I have both of them on DVD. That's how old. And, and, you know, you know, one I think might hurt you more. I've never seen Men in Black. So quick story about Men in Black. The girl <laughs> I was dating at the time, Jacqueline Petrozelli. I probably shouldn't have said her name. Damn, straight up doxed. <laughs> <laughs> so Men in Black came out in the 90s. So I saw it way before we started dating in college. But I remember one of the reasons why I needed to date this woman not only because she was cool as shit, she was all that kind of stuff, but then she told me that she thought the first half of Men in Black is the greatest movie ever, and I was like, I think we should get married. Like, in my mind, I was like, this might be the one. Like, and she's not wrong. Like, the first half of Men in Black, like, the second half is good. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, I would say the second half is a solid B. That first half might be the greatest Will Smith movie ever when you talk about just to take that first half. It's that good of a first half. Okay. You haven't seen fuck. I'm gonna watch Men in Black in spite of you today. Well, you're welcome, dude. That's insane. You haven't seen Men in Black. I mean, you know how I am with movies. I mean, but yeah, that that's one that I should have caught at some point. What's, that's like a top five Will Smith known movie. I'm not a movie person. There wasn't. I've gotten much better, I should say. Um, welcome to the Men in Black. Me. Like, yeah, like I've seen bits and pieces. I've just never watched it in full. Are oh, you gonna watch it in full? And you know what I, you know what I think you would like about that movie besides all of it. I think you're gonna love Kick Ass. By the way, I think you're gonna love Kick. Kick Ass is so good, it's so funny, it's so gory at the same time. That it's like, <gasps> what is this? But I think you're gonna really enjoy Men in Black because it's one of the few movies from that era that probably is better now than it was back then. Like it's like it weirdly aged like wine. Like. It's not corny like a lot of those type of movies are. The CGI isn't bad. So it's like you can still get into it. It doesn't look janky at all. Um, and it is still fucking funny. Like it is legitimately still funny, which is hard to do from a movie that came out, I think, 1997 or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at the rest of the list because I didn't dig too far into it. So there's some there's some interesting ones on here because like I feel like it's an unpopular opinion to have the recent Fantastic Four above the original. Not the, the originals get, like, rave reviews. Those are also on my list of things to see, just to suffer through it. Oh, um, but, like, I feel like people were, like, somehow the new one was worse. So, also, the listeners, what Ivan is viewing is, I put together a comprehensive, it's not the best, but it is the best, my favorite, slash it is the greatest list of all time, uh, hero movies from the uh marvel diaspora so that's fox movies that's century movies the marvel spectrum as you said yeah marvel spectrum so that's all those are and there's 65 on the list there's four i haven't seen so i didn't rate those but i have the newest fantastic four in there because it looks better that's the main reason it's the main reason it looks better because it's newer all three of those movies are not good and the newest the newest final four, uh final four movie the reason why it's so bad, it was worse than the first Suicide Squad. Like, I think the first mm. three quarters of Suicide Squad, that first movie, is a good-ass fucking movie. That last quarter is so bad. That so it bad. Tanks, oh, it tanks the whole movie. And I think that the uh, the final You like the new one? Oh, I, I really, really like the new one. Yeah. Like, really, really like the new one. I enjoyed that one. But I also think that, I don't know how you feel about this, I think that directors should be held to the same standards of every other professional entity where you can't work for the competition. 
like I don't I don't like that like James Gunn can do like the Guardians of the Galaxy and they go through Suicide Squad and then go do the next Guardians of the and then go back and do another DC. Like I actually don't really like that. Like I kind of feel like I, hey, I can understand that. It, yeah, I, it's just I'm not mad at it, but I don't like it at the same time. Yeah, I understand yeah. it. But yeah, yeah no, I, I think that's understandable. It's also just like it seems shocking that like Marvel would let him do it. He they didn't they fired him and then they hired him back because they were like we can't do this movie without you. Oh, that's right. Isn't that crazy? Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's something where you should be like, you've you've made two of the best movies in our entire universe. How about we just bump up your salary for this one and you don't go work for the other guys? I'm surprised they don't have that in their contracts. We're like, if you complete this contract with this movie, you can't work for the competitor. Like it's part of your movie deal. Yeah. yeah. For a certain amount of years. Like RDJ could not have gone and been Batman. Exactly. Or like when when an ESPN anchor gets fired, they can't just immediately work for Fox. Usually, it's like a certain non. Yeah. It's like okay, yep. I got a week contract out. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm trying to think other ones. I feel like you have Homecoming way higher than a lot of people do. I love Homecoming, but I think Homecoming is what the other Spider-Man origin movie should have been, where they didn't harp on OG origin stories and they gave it to you in a fresh way. And that's I think why it's so high and. They actually, I feel like that's so much higher than Spider Man 2. I feel like is uh, uh, oh, sorry, that's the amazing Spider Man 2. Amazing, you have actual okay, you got actual Spider Man 2 way higher. Okay, yeah, shout out to Spider Man 2, shout out to Toby, good old Tobes. Um, trying to think, yeah, because I I, like there's something I'm curious to see, like Daredevil, even though like they don't have good reviews because I'm I'm currently watching the Daredevil Netflix show. Which is dope. Um, so I do want to go back and watch that Punisher, all that kind of stuff. Like I want to watch the actual MCU version. Um, yeah. But then I, I you know, got to suffer through the bad stuff because like Ghost Rider as a character was in the Agents of Shield show, mm-hmm. um, but Nick Cage is not that one. First movie is cool. First movie is honestly cool. Like it really is. Like it's just, it's an okay movie. You can sit. You don't got to pay too much attention to it. It's it's interesting. The second one might be the worst one you've ever seen. Second one, I it was you could tell it was just a money grab. It was like one of those like, hey Nick, how do you feel about this? And like, I don't need. I don't like, know. Yeah, how, I'm, yeah, I'm down. It looks worse than the first one. I don't know how they did that. Like I don't know how <laughs> the second movie comes out. It looks worse. Just everything about it. Oh, no, it like the CGI just looks, I don't know why. It just looks work. Maybe it was a new technique they were trying and it just didn't work out, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm, this this gives me some homework though. And the Punisher, that OG Punisher movie, tell you right now, man. That was like the first dark hero movie I've ever seen. I think. I think that was the first one I've ever seen that was like dark. That movie is fucking dark and is so entertaining at the same time. Yeah, level. I mean, he his his character appears in Daredevil and he immediately took what's already a pretty gory dark show and took it to a new level of dark. I'm pretty sure that Punisher movie had the best opening scene I saw in a movie for like a decade. Like, I'm pretty sure the first scene in that Punisher movie is so intense that I was like, it was... Okay, second, because Saving Private Ryan, I think, is like the first one I think I saw it. I was like, oh, this is insane. It might be like second, but like you watch it and you're just like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, what the? <laughs> is it, I mean, 
I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, this is just the origin story. Is it his family dying or is it something else? It's his family dying, but the way it happened was just like, God. Okay. Damn, what's going on here? Like, it wasn't just like, oh, they it's like you, you didn't even get to your seat with your popcorn yet. And it's just like, dude, you watching it. Dude, I start, all right, semi spoiler. You're watching just like, and you're like, <laughs> you're just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, so don't watch that one right after eating, is what you're saying. It's pretty fucking gory. Like, you would be fine after you did yeah. I would say, don't watch that with a little kid. Like, that shit was like, <laughs> <laughs> You can tell, in my mind, you can tell that a lot of the first Deadpool, they pull from Punisher. When you watch okay. the Punisher, you'll be like, oh, I see this. I see what's going on. That, yeah, I mean, Deadpool is pretty gory. Just comedic. So, like, it doesn't feel that gory. Yeah, because it's funny. Like, that movie yeah. is fucking gory as hell. And dark. <laughs> Dude, what, didn't they have to cut scenes out so it wasn't rated NR? Like, I think the Probably. first part of the movie was, like, NR, NR-17 or whatever that is. And yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Dude, that's insane. I don't know the last time a movie was was rated that. <laughs> okay, so to, to wrap up, I, I want to circle back because I feel like this was the, the most important piece of, of our entire discussion this evening. Whose Hall of Fame, no one knew what their hair looked like until it appeared. Or Hall, Hall of Fame hair glow up. Or, or Okay, actually, no. I, I take it all back. Strike the record. Okay. Hall of Fame hair lifetime achievement award. Hall of Fame hair, lifetime. So we got to have multiple styles, multiple good styles, iconic styles. What's mm. the move? That's a hard one. That's a that's a really hard one. Multiple styles. Are we are we going through just their playing career or after their playing career? I, I'd be willing to listen to an argument. Because I have a couple in mind, but it extends beyond their playing career. Okay, what do you got? Shoot. No particular order, but one of the first ones that came to mind was Scottie Pippen. How Scottie went from the low cut to the box cut to the to the like semi fro action, and now he just has the long, I don't give a fuck hair. Like okay. know, he's just talking shit to people and selling shit. He's just like, I don't give a fuck. It's kind of a fro, it's kind of dress, whatever you want to call it. It is what it is. And he still has a hairline at sixty. So, like, I was like, "Oh, that's that's okay. that's a life." I, I, that, right that 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 could be a factor. I, I I can understand that. I think another one that came to mind was Floyd Mayweather. Ooh. For the longest time, we didn't think Floyd Mayweather could grow hair. We were just like, "Oh, he just went bald, so he just went bald." And then he comes out with a beard and a full head of hair, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going Ooh, on?" Face, facial hair, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah facial like facial hair gets considered. Beard. He has like a fade now. I'm like, what is like? Floyd, how did this happen? He's like, I just didn't want to deal with the hair. Like, it was easier at training camp. Like, oh, that, well, that makes sense. But kind of, or you just got a, you know, surgery. But whatever you want to call it, Floyd. Hello, everybody. Yeah, a little something, something like that. And then the other one, though, that, like, I thought about that, to me, is a glow up because he is one of the original, I'm just going to bring it on home, and then I'm not going to bring it on home. If you get what I'm drift, it has to be Deion Sanders. Has to be. He went from the cut to the jerry curl to the to the regular cut to going bald to getting his shit back. And and I'll even throw in he had uh Durags, he had the bandanas. Like I, I think that all factors in as well. By the way, yeah. I, I just realized that I'm pretty sure 
Manny Ramirez had the Jerry curl too. So I'll, I'll I'd give yeah. him some love in that conversation. Yeah. yeah so I, I feel bad that I omitted him from that previous discussion, but it's hard to enlighten people because a lot of their hair is just curly. So I don't know if it was really a jury curl. It was just like Pedro's was a, Pedro's was definitely, Oh, Pedro's was definitely jury curl. But like but Manny had like the half row. Exactly. So too. I'm not sure if he just didn't like call me shit. Like I'm not sure. <laughs> it was just like, he took a shower and was like, I'm wearing a hat, just whatever, and just yeah. do his bill at all. Like I, it's hard to tell with, with like Dominican people. What, what What about Brother Sean? He had he had the clean. <laughs> I don't know how clean it was in college when he had the short hair, but the, yeah, the dreads hair. are like. Yeah, I think that he only has one style. I'm gonna go with the locks. Like I don't know if I can get yeah. him the Hall of Fame for the. Other. He had different versions of it, but it, it was all kind of like that in the essence. Ooh. Here, here's a one final argument for a Hall of Famer, Troy Polamalu. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Troy has to be on there. He's basically fucking um Samson. Yeah, but he is Samson. He's he's also the line. Yeah, he is the line. No, he he has to be, he has to be on there. Absolutely has to be on there. Who was like other? like like I like oh. I think I, to to get a head and shoulders deal as yeah. a football player where your your whole career is your hair is confined under a helmet. And his was still that great that he had to get that commercial. Another one we forgot, Randy Moss. Randy got to be Randy Johnson. Tight, he had the tight cut with the waves. Then he got yeah. the braids. Then he just had to throw out the helmet. Like whatever it is, what it yeah, is. That's I, I give him. I, he's my lifetime. I'm, I'll take him for the lifetime achievement. And his jaw's still crispy today. Yeah, but <laughs> Randy, 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 like Randy, Randy Johnson might be in like the white dude. Like he, he somehow made greasy hair look good. I haven't seen Randy Johnson in 10 years. I have no clue what he looks like today. I don't know. I'm not talking lifetime. I'm just saying. Oh, his mullet? Mariners. Oh, the, mullet. No, the Mariners grease hair. Yeah. Even the, the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mullet action was fire. It was scary. Was, um, was gross, but it was fire. With Randy. So uh, who's in the, the Hall of Shame? Let's go a couple of Hall of Shamers. Oh, Does Troy uh, Brown Rice. get in there for the Braves? Troy Brown from Little Ass Braids, Jerry Rice with the <laughs> – he was balding and he still tried to hold the cornrows down. Like, come on, player. Yeah. Hey, what are we doing? Oh! Draft icon. a Tom Brady. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Icon. <laughs> icon that we forgot because he had his own style and he didn't give a fuck. Ronaldinho. Kimbo Slice. Ooh, yeah. Kimbo's in the Hall of Fame for me. Big beard, nothing on top. And then he had the braids. Oh, yeah. And then he had yeah, the yeah. dread. <laughs> Like fuck it. But we we also completely didn't even look at soccer. Um, so Ronaldinho, Hall of Fame. Ronaldinho's Hall of Fame for sure, for sure. Is Latan with the? Nah, Latan Jones. Why? We got Ronaldo in there just because he's a pretty boy. Nah, he's not not the hair though. His hair has changed a lot. He had the frosted tips. Then he had he like did have the frosted tips. Yeah, he did. Uh, he leveled up. No, nah, nah, but no, nah, Beck Beck's with the frosted tips. Bex made it look good. Ronaldo didn't. Like, I think that that's what the level up. Yeah. Like, just like. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo was doing that, but like when he was like still in Portugal. Yeah. He did acne. it like at the very start of his United career, but that's about it. When he still had acne. Yeah. Um, who, but like who soccer players there? are hard too. Gareth Bale. But he's got he's got the bun in the back too. But he makes it look nice. The problem is he's Welsh, so just humans him himself like isn't like pretty. <laughs> Which I, I'll take any heat I get for that. But I'm not touching that one. Uh, I say that with all respect for Gareth Bale, the individual. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying, like, you know, he doesn't have the pretty boy look of David Beckham. 
I'm gonna say Tim Howard. Rio Ferdinand. I would say Tim Howard because he knew when to just let it all go, and he killed yep. the ball. He, he killed the body. He made that shit look great. He did. He did make that look good. Uh, he looks like Jason Taylor to me. He always has. That's an interesting comparison that I've never thought about. I can see it. Like, it's wild. Even the light eyes, like they look so much alike. It's just like, what the yeah. Hell? Uh, let me see. Who, who mm-hmm. are we forgetting? Zidane with the bald head. I'm trying. Soccer is hard though because a lot of them have short cuts because it just makes more sense. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. Oh, what's the name? Uh, who used to play for Liverpool? El Shawari. Was it El Shawari? Nah, he was at Roma, but yeah. Did he with the Mohawk? Oh no, no, Mario Balotelli. Balotelli, yes. Yeah, Balotelli. Yeah, he he had it. He had it with that with the Mohawk. Yeah, he's crushing it with the Mohawk. Oh, uh. Italian, but not Italian. Italian, but not Italian. Oh, oh by the way, I, I give Neymar some props. Uh, ooh, is that Hall of Fame when he had kind of the frosted look? Neymar's hair is weird. He changes it a lot. I give him the Hall of Fame of always yeah. changing it, but it don't look good. Like, I don't think Neymar's nah. ever had a hairstyle like that looks good. Ooh, I'm messy with the long look. Messi looked gross with a long look. He looked <laughs> we, like, we looked like he was four. He looked like the Dollar General <laughs> version of Steve Nash. Lionel <laughs> <laughs> Messi's Dollar Store Steve Nash was never a comparison I thought I'd say. That's literally what he looked like with that long hair. I was like, what is happening there? Or what about Noah Syndergaard? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, you, you get a nickname like Thor. You Thor? must be doing something yeah. with the hair. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good hair. There's, there's a fair bit. It's great. It's a great amount of good hair. And there's also a lot of bad out there, but you know we don't acknowledge that. Just a, I'll give you a hall of shame from one of my teams, Sadio Mane. Hall of shame. I don't even know what you just hit him. He's the Senegalese left winger for Liverpool, and his hairline is like the top of your cap right now. Jeez, Louise, Papa Cheese. We gotta get rid of that. We got. We gotta, uh, let me show you. Uh, Hall of oh, Fame shout teeth. Out to the, uh, shout out to Hall the, of Fame the, teeth is Bobby Firmino though. Shout, shout out to the uh, Hall of Fame Jerry Curl Barry Bonds. Yep, that, that's that a good that call. Christy Curl. Okay, uh, are you ready for this? Be mm-hmm. prepared to shield your eyes. Do I get this shit off my screen? We <laughs> disrespecting black people like this. Uh, it's almost. It's hey almost man, I love him. him. He's a he's a sweet boy. He's a lovely guy, but. You don't love him enough. To you gotta him, cut that. You don't love him enough to send him a DM to say cut that shit. Like you gotta love him enough to. We gotta save him from himself, Ivan. That's what you gotta do. After today, he he uh, he blew a couple chances in Liverpool loss, so I might be sending that. Just say cut you the know, hair. Let's you know start fresh. His barber should go to jail. Why are you even doing it? You know, like when that girl got Drake tattooed on her forehead, like the name Drake, and then Drake yeah, saw. I was like, it's like you. It's like when financial institutions, like you have a fiduciary responsibility, like you you have a moral obligation to not 100%. cut it more. One hundred percent. Yo, just be like yo. I'm not I mean, also by the way, first inductee into the Hall of Shame is Carlos Boozer, right? For just trying to hide it. <laughs> for fraud <laughs> <laughs> alright I'm going to shoot Carlos Boozer a little bit of bail he got paid for that though like that was a sponsorship did he? Yeah, I he got, that. that was like a sponsorship thing Like he, 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 he needs, he needs to it. let people know about that more 
he he tries, but nobody cares. They're like, no, nah, dog, you had tire grease on your head. Nah, you got, going, like, <laughs> <laughs> you got cut. This shit was like a Goodyear commercial. That was awful. I remember By watching it like he was on the Bulls when that happened. I think and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, is he was. Who's her hair? I he thought was. it was my TV. I was like, who the fuck is that? What the? <laughs> By the way, so I I will say this as, as we wrap up. You know, a couple couple notes uh, as as Hawk alumni. It was dope that Dre and Lang got to be on the same team again. Uh, shout out to shout out to your boy Charlie Brown down in Dallas. Um, and you know, happy trails or yeah, you know, Squeeze got his fiftieth win as a coach. Ron oh, Robertson, Ron Roberts announced he's retiring from uh, the game. It's been a big week for us. Yeah, man, and also I'm happy Squeeze is doing well health wise. You know yes, I, mean? I, I didn't know the details of it, and probably not for this podcast. If you do know, but it yeah, seemed like it was something him. serious. So happy he's doing all right. I still remember when I was a junior. He was nice on the sticks. I remember allegedly. I remember junior year in college. I was shooting around in the gym, like the upper deck, and for whatever reason, they were up there just hanging out with us. Um, opaque or huh? Opaque, yeah, opaque, yeah. yeah. They were up there just hanging out with us. It was like Darius, it was Ron, and it was I think it was one more person, I can't remember who it was, but I was shooting around and then like I hit a shot and it went through and he walked underneath the rim and it hit him directly in his head, like on the top of his head. (laughs) And you can tell because he was so skinny, you could tell that it really hurt. Like he like rattled through each all 206 bones. So it hit him boom. And then yeah. you could see he got mad as shit and he looked up and saw me and I was like, yeah, my bad. He was just like, <laughs> he was what, six. How tall was he? Well, Quarles, he probably was like six five. Yeah, he's like six five, like a buck yeah. forty-five. Maybe. He probably <laughs> weighed the same amount as Tay. He weighed the same amount as Tay. Whatever Tay weighed, that's what Darius was. <laughs> no, that was yeah. so no I, I remember I, I forget what the circumstance was. I had to swipe or I swiped like Ron and Chris Wilson, a couple other dudes in the campion ones. Like just like I ran into him like after hanging out with them with with Lang or whatever. Like me and Lang were shooting around and, and so like we linked up or whatever. And I was like, all right, yeah, I got you guys. Like here, here I am, just on my freshman meal plan, loaded up. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, so someone just sent me this. Bank. I gotta share, I gotta share my screen for this. Those um, guys bank if they could have made money up their image and likeness in, in on the main line, they would have crushed oh, it. Oh, this is you uh, I think this was the drop off. Part of the SJU bench. Hawks the two yeah, on this one was nice. On one. Oh, yeah. Come on. On Dougie McBuckets. I was there. Look at Dougie McBuckets, too, right yeah. there. I was there for that. I remember being he, like, he, ah! I, I mean, oh, I remember this. Wow, I mean, CJ, you know, for reasons that we don't need to talk about, wasn't eligible to, or did, sorry, I should say, he declared for the draft um, before his senior season, which would have been my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I've never seen at a mid-major like St. Joe's two players that can jump out of the gym like that on one team, like that I can remember. I'm sure there are plenty, but like they had like a weird level of athleticism. You know, it was insane. It was Lob Hill for real. And then CJ was, I think, fourth in the nation in blocks that year. And Anthony Davis. He was. was Anthony one. Davis. Yeah. Number one. Like, it's crazy. We could have, like, Lob City was a real thing. And it's even wilder, too, because CJ was a high rated recruit. He just happened to be in the Chamonix area, I think. And then it was like one of these weird things where, like, we got him, but he never really panned out to be 
the guy, but he was the great third option. Like Ron came off the bench and CJ started, but CJ was really like the third or fourth option on that team. And it was yeah, like he was. What was his recruiting like? Let's see. He was he was a he was a, a big get for St. Joe's at that time. I think he was in the Chamonix or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he had a scout grade of ninety one. He was a three star. He only had offers. It looks like from LaSalle Temple and Joe's. So I don't know what happened, but I think he he's a he's a conchy kid. Yeah, I think he committed early. Yeah, but I mean, like that was like that whole team. Like we got Lang that shouldn't have been there. No. CJ probably shouldn't have been. Uh, what's it called? Charlie wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, what was Charlie's? He was he Charlie, local? Uh, yeah, Charlie's local, but he played out in uh, I think Connecticut at a. I just googled uh, Charlie Brown like I was going to get him. Yeah, like you going to get him? <laughs> he, played, he played at a prep school uh, a year extra than he needed to, so he stayed like an extra year in high school prep school area. Oh, and, in Hotep. Yeah, so I don't know. He he had like offers from I think like Nebraska and stuff like that. I think. Charlie Brown, or Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin. That might have been it. But um, his dad is from West Philly, I believe. His dad went to. Oklahoma. He only had one offer. It looks like, or at least on ESPN, it only shows St. Joe's. Like that. That's on ESPN though. So yeah, when sure I was talking to him, when I was talking to him, I think he told me like like Wisconsin gave him an offer and things like that. But like he wanted to come back to Philly, but he didn't want to play for certain people. I think so. He played for Joe's because his dad's from West. So I think that's why he ended up with us. And I feel bad for Charlie because the team we put around Charlie, I think, had – It wasn't right. Have structure. Like, it was, like, one no. of those weird ones where it's just, like, if you – because, like, all of those – a lot of those players went on and played at different levels in different schools. And, like, I remember Lamar, he went to the to the tournament his first year. Louisville. Yeah, for Louisville. Like, that's yeah, Fresh was nice. That's crazy. And he's a local kid, too. He went to Newman Garetti. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, when we started pulling the Newman kids, I was like, oh, we might be able to build something. <laughs> yeah, we could have. We could have. Like, it was it was weird. Like, when we had Ron and those guys, we played slower than we should. Like, we should have been running. We should have been like the Phoenix Suns every time. But you would yeah. see them getting the ball, getting the clock, going 30 deep. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, just run with these and just throw it up. Yeah, Let run with your instincts. Yeah, like just let them run. But then Phil probably was like, "No, we got to do this." All. No, you don't. You don't. You don't need no structure. Roll the ball out there and let them run. That's all you got to yeah. do. And then this team, <laughs> the only team. person that probably may not have been able to keep up running may have been Holio. but he but could distribute. Him, even him, he could do do the overhead Kevin Love passes. That that's what I was about to say. He could have been the 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 mainline Kevin Love. <laughs> mainline Kevin Love. Ugh, that's still better than Vanilla Gorilla though. Yeah, that was that was not good. Not at all. Call me Vanilla Gorilla. I shall not, sir. Yeah, he, he could have been. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a pun on City of Brotherly Love for Kevin Love. And it's got to be there. But no, it's not. No, he's not great enough a player for us to change our, our, sisty, our sisty. No, is he still in like Slovenia or wherever he was? I can't tell you. Uh, I, I, don't know, I, don't. I think he's a cop now in New York. <laughs> what? That's what I, I think. That's what somebody. Where, told where are you from Staten Island? Is he back there? Before, before we go off, look it up. That's what somebody told. Me. I don't have social media no more. I'm pretty sure somebody told me he's like a cop in New York or something. Let's see. Hold on, can I savage? Uh, check his Wikipedia page first. <laughs> All right. So he hasn't played since 2018. I feel like it's not going to include it there. Um. 
Oh, so according to LinkedIn, he's an operating engineer helper. I have no idea what that means. Excuse me? Yeah. Is that from his college days? Did he ever update that? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> no, July, July 2021 to present. Okay. All right, I heard he was an officer of the law. My bad. Hello. I didn't mean to put that. He was a, a laborer for a couple of years uh, as well. That sounds like mafioso stuff. Sorry, hello. I didn't mean to put that pork on your jacket. I didn't know you were. That's what somebody told me. Respect the Montenegrins. If you say so. But, like, I, I, I'm waiting for the day Joe's plays in, like, the, the basketball tournament. Because we, I think we could take that thing home any year. Like, the alums who didn't make it to the league. Yeah, like, yeah, well, Zeke's played in it. Zeke's played in it, yeah. Zeke played in it. And then he got yeah, a few yeah, like like if, if Lang, you know, can't latch on again, you get Lang, Zeke, Ron, CJ, CJ, Halil, Halil, Tay. What's Tay up to these days? Hey, he's a professional basketball player. He's been all around the world. When I saw him, he's my, in Mexico uh, or something, right? When I saw him on my Instagram, he was in Mexico. We would talk via uh, DM from time to time. Yeah, no, he was doing he well stuff out there. Um, Chris off the bench. Which Ooh, my my, my favorite my favorite my favorite Chris Wilson story, um, one of my buddy's brothers who's a couple years older than us went up to him in Campy and once said, so "Chris triple double tonight from you," and he was like, "For me," and just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Chris was a nice dude, and he was so yeah. real about his basketball ability. Like yeah, he's gonna he play hard, but he's like, yo. <laughs> Come on, man. It is what it is. Like whatever. He's like, I'm at St. Joe's. Yeah. He's like, I'm a D1 player. I'm very good. But yeah, squeeze is another one. Yeah, health squeeze. permitting. Yeah, health permitting. That'd be that'd be dope. We could we could win the basketball tournament. Like when I'd be watching it, I'd be like, who the hell are these guys? At least our guys won like eights and championships. Yeah. I think Dre will probably be busy. Charlie might be busy. I mean, we can get we can get Khalif. You could be a Philly guy. Get Khalif Ooh. on the squad. Ryan Archie Diakno? Are you inviting him or not? Nah? Well, fuck him. Yeah. He also plays for like the Bulls, I think. I think he's actually still in the league. Is, is he still in the league? Or is that Dante? No, Dante DiVincenzo is definitely in the league, but I think that... I know um, he's in the league. Yeah, I think I think Archie Diakno plays for the Bulls. I don't know if he plays. I think he's on the Bulls. Okay. Yeah, plays is a different word. Uh, who, who else Who else could be on that team? Let's... I mean, you got a bunch of guys that can be on it in a couple years. Run Funk. Yeah, you probably get fresh. Yeah, market play. That that tournament's for a million dollars, isn't it? Something like that. That's a, that's a lot of money. Split that between ten people. You cool. we, we cook that. You mean you coach? Oh, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are we doing that? Or are we actually would we actually coach, or would we do the Steve Kerr like mic'd up from the All Star game? It's like, all right, oh, yeah. you pass it in. Someone passes someone else. Just pass it around okay. a bunch and then score. No, it's going to be like this. <laughs> someone dunks it. Like this Ron Lou with the Cavs when he had the clipboard and just had all LeBron pitchers. We're going to run around in circles and eventually Ron or CJ will be open for an oop or Lang will be out on the perimeter. Yeah, or Khalif going to take a 40-footer. <laughs> yeah. Did so Khalif, Khalif bring that to, to Philly? Like college basketball, like the 35-foot jump shots? Like he's oh, the first person I remember just always taking them. Like fuck it, just jimmering. Yeah, <laughs> just Philly basketball. Like he was like, and he could barely jump, so it was even better. Oh wait, just... can we can we bring Aaron Owens out just for fun? Ooh, Ayo! My God, I feel you like you need you, you need you need Ayo just for that. 
Maybe Aaron McKee can coach. I mean, AL did play on those grass teams that went undefeated, so he was nice in high school. <laughs> she comes out just, just to threaten the other team. But only shoots with his left hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're on to something. We're, we're on to this and the Indian national basketball team. Oh, um, listen, man. It could happen. We can even get Jello out there. Why not? Let's get Jello ball. Okay. I'm with it. By the way, I, I'm I'm back on the mellow and Jello ball train. Found out they're left-handed, yeah. um, which I didn't know. And, you know, I, I ride for my lefties. <laughs> Look how easy it is for us to ride for somebody. Like, are you left-handed? Word. Yeah. Done. I mean, I think being left-handed is something that's so interesting because nobody cares except for left-handed people. Like, nobody's trying to make the world easier for left-handed people except for left-handed people. Um, apart from teachers that are like, oh, why don't you take the left-handed desk? And it's like, well, let me tell you why I don't want it is I don't want it because I have a whole system with a right-handed desk. <laughs> I, I was telling someone about this the other day that was left-handed, and they didn't realize this They're because they're you know younger, and they just have, like, tables in their desk. But right-handed desk. I'm I'm reenacting this now, but you get your elbow yeah. on the piece, yep. you're writing, and then you, just, you know you got yep. head in, head in your hand. It's perfect. Dude. They're like you put them here, and like I don't know what to do with my hands. Listen, that right-handed desk was the perfect desk for slouching. Facts, dude. We get a look. Yeah, because you you guys would slouch back and just go this way. Yeah, and we would we would have full. <laughs> And just right, <laughs> you'd you be doing a heroin lean. You'd be off and to it, the right. It, and it, it doesn't hit the same on the left. Oh, it doesn't. You, not at all. You can't lean like this. No, because then you're gonna smudge the paper for sure. Yep. <laughs> and and y'all would be even more uncomfortable. Just... <laughs> oh, I gotta ask you this before we head out. Left-handed person, how hard was it growing up playing video games? Um, the man stuff is on the right hand though. Like all of the main stuff, moving is on the left hand. So I was like, okay, I can move better. I don't know that I'm the best person to ask about because I am fairly ambidextrous. Like I, okay. I do a lot of things right-handed. So like I don't know how it was for a hardcore left-handed person. I don't know. I just did it. Like I, like I, I didn't find too much issue. Like I, I never necessarily like wanted to use my left hand more. It was just like certain things came natural to the left, some yeah. came to the right. See, I did the opposite. So I'm right-handed, but I would use my left hand on purpose for stuff. Like I like I learned how to shoot with both of my hands, like on like from 10 yeah. to 15 feet. I uh learned how to write with my left hand. Shit sucks. So I stopped doing it. I was like, well, how do you yeah? Do I, I used to do it with my right hand. Yeah, like it's, it was like try. I, I still find it weird to eat with my right hand. I eat with my left hand from time to time. I can throw football with my left hand, but I'm better at the right hand, obviously. Yeah, um, I, I can I can throw a baseball with my left pretty good. You know, all right, this this is this is how you know if you trust your right or your left hand. Would you chop a vegetable with your off hand? And I mean chop, not cut. I mean so, so here's here's because here's the interesting. I do that right-handed. Okay. Um but you know that knife is always but but that's I think because because right, yeah, you're talking like knife is in your right hand or would be in your off hand. In your offhand, knife is in your offhand. Yeah, because the knife is technically in my offhand, but part of the reason I do that is more security on the, on the left. Yeah, of what I'm cutting, because I can be like, okay, I got it with the left, we're good. But you know, like, because that's also to me more of a power task sometimes, mm-hmm. which all of my power tasks I do right-handed. 
if you had to put a contact in, which hand are you using? Because that's finesse and this kind of power. A contact? Yeah, if you had to put a contact in your eye. I don't have contact. I know, but if you had to. I feel like I would go left. I feel like that's a good call because you don't want to poke your eye out. (laughs) No, but like like any any sport task. You want me to throw something, kick something? I want to do it on my right side of my body. Which, which, which side did you bat on? Uh, right was natural, but I learned how to switch hit a little bit. Okay. But right was always more natural. I, I box left-handed. Do you box left-handed or right-handed? So I've, I've been trying to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> you box in the middle? <laughs> I, 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 might, I might be a Dominic Cruz style. <laughs> Just moving your feet a lot? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like Both feel fairly natural in different ways. Um, I feel way more comfortable with the power right coming straight up than a left, but it's also like the more I've thrown a punch, even Mm -hmm. just shadow boxing, the more natural it's felt. I think I'm learning like the way my legs operate. Mm -hmm. I plant better for a power right-handed punch with my right leg than my left leg with a left-handed punch. I think in that way I'm a righty, but I'm also like way more comfortable southpaw Mm -hmm. than a normal righty. Yeah, no, like, I, southpaw. I fight southpaw. My, my jab is clean, clean if I'm in southpaw. So, yeah, my jab's clean on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, like growing up, I like I remember people it was like, because I learned how to fight from like OGs on the block, like all that kind of stuff, like growing up, people who probably should have made it in boxing and whatever reason didn't. So like I always fought left-handed because it felt natural. And be like, you're fighting wrong. I'm like, no, I'm not. If I win, it ain't wrong. Like, in my mind, if I win, it ain't wrong. Like, it is what you Yeah, and no, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I, I'm going to check out... Uh, I found it pretty reputable. It looks like MMA gym. It's not far from me, so I might, might oh, wow. peep that. Got to see what that cost runs, though. We'll see. Yeah, that could be that could be a doozy. All right, hey, swing for the fences. We're all trying to be first ballot, Hall of Fame hair. That's what I'm working for. And if you're going to swing, swing with your offhand. You know, try some things out. That's true. Yeah, no, I I believe in that. Intentionally be uncomfortable. See what it feels yeah. like. Dude, when I played lacrosse, cradling with my left hand was way more fun. Yeah, it was a new experience every time. I was like, <laughs> I might drop this fucking ball, but we out here. <laughs> All right. And, and that is it. We are quite right. We are – people forget the two best hair in uh, that, that Freeland house. Sure. Um, which me, I mean, I had the number one hair of, you know, the controllable factors. Uh, <laughs> but, hey uh, – also, welcome to 2022, motherfuckers. Make this your best year ever or not, but pretend it is like everybody else does. Yeah, we can all lie sometimes. It's fun. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Pop. <laughs>